Welcome to a special edition episode of Sean's Sports Show. Today we're going to be covering a variety of different topics uh, in the world of sports. As per usual, we're going to be covering breaking news in sports, as well as the Los Angeles sports team, which actually I did in the previous episode because I, I recorded it. I recorded it earlier today instead of uh, yesterday. So, um, so I already did that. But I'm going to cover the Miami Open matches that I didn't uh, already cover today as well. Um, so without further ado, and actually what I can do with the LA sports is I can just talk about the, the team's next game. You know? So anyway, um, not much uh, breaking news today. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is um, uh, it has to do with it has to do with the MLB. Um, so the Boston Red Sox ace, Chris Sale, left Saturday's spring training game against the Houston Astros after he was hit by a uh, basically a, a line drop off the bat of J.D. Davis, and this is according to Jorge Ortiz of USA Today. The Red Sox announced that uh, Sale suffered a left hip contusion, and he would be evaluated further a little later. This was uh, for Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. He said that he still expects Sale himself said that he still expects to start on opening day in Tampa in Tampa Bay, Florida against the Tampa Bay Rays. This was per Chad Jennings of the Boston Herald. Um, in twenty seventeen, Sale was everything the Red Sox hoped he would be, in my opinion. Uh, and when they acquired him from the Chicago White Sox in a, in a trade in December twenty sixteen, um, he was he he landed in the top six in American League Cy Young Award voting in each of the last six years including a second-place finish last year. He led the majors with 214.1 innings and 308 strikeouts last season, and his 2.9 ERA ranked sixth. If he misses time at the start of the season, um, his absence will definitely have a, you know, leave a hole in the Red Sox rotation as the team was going to definitely have a fight with the New York Yankees for, um, for the American, East, for American League East title. David Price, Rick Parcello, and Drew Pomerantz um, give Boston a good stable of starters without Sale, but Sale is, is one of the few aces that's capable of carrying the rotation, in my opinion. Um, and his presence is definitely essential, in my opinion, if the Red Sox are going to win their third straight division in 2018. So with that said, we're going to be switching gears here to the NFL. Uh, longtime NFL tight end Martellus Bennett announced his retirement from the league on Friday following a 10-year career. Uh... He hinted at his intention to retire uh, via an Instagram post in October, um, and he was involved in one of the, in, in one of the 2017 NFL season's most bizarre stories, in my opinion. I mean, I haven't really heard many bizarre stories this year, but this is just my own personal opinion. So, what happened was the Green Bay Packers signed him last March, uh, that is March of 2017, waived him in November for his failure to disclose a medical condition. So then he responded by saying the Packers knew about his shoulder injury and released him because he elected to get surgery. He said, quote, the Packers examined my shoulder on my visit March 10th and cleared it. They even gave me an x-ray as well. It got worse during the season, specifically against the Cowboys. So I asked to have it checked out and we checked it. After a few days of contemplating to play with it or get surgery, I chose surgery. Now here we are. However, after the New England Patriots claimed him off waivers, Bennett reversed course and he attempted to play through the injury. He made six catches for 53 yards across two games before landing on the injured reserve. Um, in late November, Rob uh, Demovsky of ESPN.com 
but reported that the Packers filed paperwork in an effort to reclaim some of the $6.3 million um, from the signing bonus that they gave Mark uh, Bennett. Um, he had, I think, in my opinion, he had a pretty solid career in the NFL. Uh, he played for the Cowboys, who selected him in the, in the second round of the 2008 draft, New York Giants and Chicago Bears. And then he had uh, two stints with the Patriots and obviously a short uh, time in Green Bay. He caught in, a to- in his, cre- his career totals of or, or 433 passes caught for 4,573 yards and 30 touchdowns in 144 uh, regular season appearances. He also had uh, he also had notched 14 grabs for 125 yards in five playoff games. Uh, he had one Pro Bowl appearance with the Bears in 2014, and then he won a Super Bowl with the pa- Patriots last year against the Falcons. Um, so uh, um, now I'm going to be taking a look at the Elite Eight Power Rankings, and I'll uh, and I'll be telling you if I agree with this is um, from Ble- this is from Bleacher Report. Um, and I'll be telling you if I agree with them. Uh, number eight, Kansas State. Uh, I agree with. I mean, and by the way, this was before, um, you know, some of the Elite Eight games happened. But I'm going to assume that I don't know the results. So, number eight, Kansas State. I agree with that one. Uh, number seven, Loyola Chicago. Um, I do. I disagree with that one. I would rank them ahead of. Uh, Florida State was ranked number six, so I would swap Florida State and Loyola Chicago. Michigan, at, Michigan's at they have Michigan at five, and Texas Tech at four. I would swap those as well, and then Kansas at three, Duke at two, and Villanova at one. I I agree with those last three for sure. Um. So now, uh, now switching gears back to MLB baseball. The Oakland Athletics are going to try a new strategy with opposing fans when the team takes on uh, the crosstown rival San Francisco Giants on Sunday. According to a news release uh, via Jane Lee of MLB.com, parking at Oakland Coliseum will cost $50 for Giants fans, but only $30 for Athletics fans. Uh, However, quote, any Giants fan who yells Go A's at the parking gates will be charged only $30 to enter the Oakland Coliseum. And this was um, said by team president Dave Caval. Uh, the two teams will play an exhibition game in Oakland before finishing a three-game series in 18, at AT&T Park in San Francisco to close out spring training. Um, uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Giants fans are going to betray their team for $20 off. Uh, yeah, so that, this is interesting. <laughs> Now this right here is big, is NFL football. So Johnny Manziel, who as we know, or as some of you may and some of you may not know, is trying to come back into the NFL. Into the NFL. So he expressed his support for Colin Kaepernick on Saturday and said he's, quote, tired of outside comparisons about the two quarterbacks as they both attempt to make NFL returns. Uh, on Twitter, he said, quote, this will probably cause an uproar, but I'm tired of the Kaepernick versus myself comparisons and anger. Cap is doing amazing things right now, changing lives and donating millions of dollars. His impact off the field that, uh, from a social standpoint is legendary and straight admirable. Uh, he also tweeted that it's clear Kaepernick has not been signed because of, quote, non-football reasons, saying, quote, the guy took a team to the Super Bowl and continuously wrecked havoc on the NFC West and the league. He 
also said, quote, standing up for people who often don't get heard and for a race that continually deals with problem after problem in this country for centuries. This world we live in is absolutely crazy, and I believe what he's doing has an amazing impact. Um, so as I reported earlier, he took in the he took part in the University of San Diego's Pro Day at the, at the Columbine uh, on Thursday as part of his attempt to earn a second chance in the NFL. Um, he told Bruce Feldman of Sports Illustrated that after Thursday's showcase, he'd been sober for nearly 90 days and hadn't used, quote, hard drugs for, or anything like that for almost a year. Quote, when I, got, when I first got in the league, did I have some leeway? Sure I did, but I've exhausted all leeway and all second chances. This isn't the second chance. This is the 35th chance. This is the last of the last chances to show people that I've made a drastic change in my life and it's for the better and I'm happy with where I'm at. Kaepernick, on the other hand, uh, who's, um, you know, not struggling to get back in the league because of his protest, um, he, he's been a free agent since the 49ers released him last March. Uh, Josh Hidalgo of the Sports Center at Chelsea Piers in New York uh, has been training with Kaepernick, and he and um, he says that Kaepernick's looking good. And despite both their continued efforts to return to the NFL, it, it appears that both are facing an uphill struggle, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting how it plays out. Uh, now switching gears to NBA basketball, this has to do with uh, this. Re- this is regarding Kyrie Irving's injury and his and his minor surgery that is required. So the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, that is, announced that he underwent a minimally invasive procedure to remove a tension wire in his left knee on Saturday. He's expe- he's expected to return to basketball activities in three to six weeks, um, according to. Adam Himmel's back of the Boston Globe, there is, quote, optimism that the Celtics' uh, starting point guard, uh, quote, could could return either near the start of the playoffs or on the later end in a conference semifinal series. Uh, the Celtics have gone 3-2 and two without Irving over the past 10 days. However, the offense isn't really the same without him. Or, the, so, or so the stats say. Uh, they had an offensive rating of 108.7 with Irving on the floor. When he's been on the bench, that that total plummeted to 101. That would rank and that would rank second worst in the entire NBA. They're definitely hoping for a quick recovery from shooting guard Marcus Smart as well, as he underwent surgery to repair to repair a torn ulnar collateral ligament in, in, ligament in his right thumb. He's expected to be sidelined between six to eight weeks. So those those are two big blows um, for the Celtics. And I, but I, at the same time, I don't think that rushing Irving's knee. And rushing him to come back is a uh, is a good idea. Uh, now, staying in M- in NBA basketball, in that uh, topic. Uh, so Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors has a Grade Two MCL sprain and will be reevaluated in three weeks. Um, he made his return on the court Friday night against the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, that was obviously uh, short-lived. So he, at the time, he was sidelined for the, uh, the previous six games due to an ankle sprain. And he left the game late in the third quarter after, a teammate, after his teammate JaVel McGee landed on his leg, on his left leg during the play. Uh, he, he, he had shown you know, little signs of rust, in, in my opinion. Um, 
But he did still drop 29 points and shot 10 of 18 from the floor. Um, ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN noted that this injury is similar to the one that Curry suffered during the 2016 postseason. He missed a couple of games in the first round of the 2016 playoffs with a sprained right ankle and returned to the court only to sprain his right knee in his first contest back. He went on to miss the next four games after that. Uh, but he returned in two weeks over that instance. Uh, yeah, and you know, even though the Warriors won 73 games that year, they needed their best players as the playoffs went on. And unfortunately for them, he didn't look like the two-time reigning MVP when he returned, although although he still shot 44% from the floor. The Cavs would obviously go on to defeat the Warriors in seven games after the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, as we all have heard that multiple times. But at 54, at 54 and 18, Golden State has pretty much locked up the two-seed in the Western Conference, meaning that they can afford their uh, their star players to, you know, it, it's not going to really hurt them, uh, you know, that their players are injured, you know, at this time. Um, it, but how, the thing is, it's not clear uh, who Golden State's first-round opponent will be since the race for the number three through the eight seeds in the West is very tight. Um, but Kevin Durant, who has a rib injury, Draymond Green, who has a pelvis injury, Clay Thompson, who has a thumb injury, can, um, if they can put their injuries behind them, they might be able to buy Curry some extra recovery time. For now, he's going to have to take it day to day and try to return by the playoffs, I think. I think that would be the best way to do it. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the breaking news. So, uh, yeah, now now we're going to be talking about the first, uh, excuse me, now we're going to be talking about uh, the Los Angeles sports. So we're starting off with the Lakers. They played tonight. They beat the Grizzlies by a score of 100-93. All I can say is thank God the Lakers got the W here. Losing to a team that just lost by 61 the night before would be just shameful. So the Lakers won by 7. They improved to 32-40. and 40. And the Grizzlies fell to 19 and 54. The Lakers' next game is tomorrow in Detroit, Michigan, against the Detroit Pistons at 4 p.m. Pacific time. The game is going to be broadcasted locally um, on uh, Spectrum Sportsnet. And also, um, Isaiah Thomas didn't play against the Grizzlies today, and he won't play tomorrow against the Pistons. Uh, it's due, it's due to a sore hip. Uh, but however, it's unclear whether it's the same hip that kept them sidelined for the for the, for the the majority of this season. Uh, now, now we're going to go to the other team in LA, the Clippers. Uh, they play against the Toronto Raptors on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it's going to be broadcasted live locally on Prime Ticket. The Clippers are currently 10th in the West, and uh, that's that. The LA Kings, I believe, played today as well of the National Hockey League. They lost, they played in Ed- in Edmonton. They lost by a score of 3-2, so they fall to 41-28-7, and, and the Edmonton Oilers improved to 34-36-5. So the Kings' next game is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. at home, downtown LA, Staples Center, against the Calgary Flames. And it's going to be broadcasted on the usual Fox Sports West. So after this loss, the the LA Kings fall back down to fourth place in the Pacific Division, out of 
out of the you know top three, which is the teams that make the playoffs, and although the Kings would would still make it with a wild card spot. And the Anaheim, it'll be interesting because the Anaheim Ducks now, the team that's now third in the Pacific Division, who the Kings swapped places with, uh, they play the Edmonton Oilers now at 6.30 p.m. That game is going to be on uh, prime ticket. So it's going to be interesting. The Kings, uh, the Kings next game, or I already covered that. Um, so now that if we look at the, I already covered the Dodgers, you know, they played, I'm going to tell you how the Angels game finished, because the, so the Angels ended up losing 15 to 9, I believe they were down 12 to 1 or something like that, so they at least made it closer. The Angels next game is against the LA Dodgers at 6.07 p.m. Uh, on Sunday, so that answers as well who the Dodgers play next. Uh, the LA Galaxy play today they played today uh, it was a 0-0 draw with the Vancouver Whitecaps um, but it was a it was a good um, it's a, it was a solid result you know 0-0 is better than losing 1-0 so LA Galaxy's next game is Saturday March 31st 12pm against LAFC so is LAFC's game <laughs> that's their next game uh, so now if I take it, I'm going to take a look at the MLS standings here. Um, and so in the Western Conference, LAFC is in third place and LA Galaxy is in seventh place. I'm not, I'm not familiar, believe it or not, in how many teams make the playoffs. And I'm going to check that out right now, how many teams make the MLS playoffs. So 12 teams qualified from the for the playoffs, the top six teams in each conference that have the most points. So if the playoffs, this is kind of a joke to say this, but if the playoffs started today, the Galaxy would not be in you know, the Galaxy would not be in it because they're in seventh place. But the team that's in sixth in the West has the same amount of points as the Galaxy. It's just because the reason why the Houston Dynamo would be in it over the Galaxy is because uh, they they've scored more goals than the galaxy so so that's that's how they had how they decide the tiebreaker but uh i think the galaxy are going to make the playoffs especially with ibrahimovic coming over um and now we're going to be covering the miami open um miami open the tennis tournament again for those of you that haven't figured that one out yet uh, I believe, yeah. So, today's matches, the number three seed, Gabrin Muguruza beat Christina McHale, 6-2, 6-1. The number 13 seed, uh, American Sloan Stevens beat unseeded Romanian player Nicolescu, 6-7, 6-3. And she was up 4-0 in the third set, and Nicolescu retired. Angelique Kerber from Germany, the number 10 seed, beat Pavluchinkova from Russia, the 23 seed, 6-4, 6-4. Wang from China beat Risk from the USA, 4-6-6-3-7-6. Uh, Sevastova, the 20 seed, lost to unseeded wildcard Victoria Azarenka, who's world famous, 6-3-4-6-1-6. Uh, uh, Agnieszka Radwanska, number 30 seed from Poland, beat the number one player in the world, Simona Halep, by score of 3-6-6-2-6-3. I believe I covered this these, these matches already today. Um, now on the men's side, 
Nick Kyrgios from Australia, the 17th seed, beat Blažović from Serbia, 6-4-6-1. The 16th seed from Spain, Pablo Carena Busta, beat Denis Istomin from Uzbekistan, 6-1-6-0. Number 8 seed from the USA, Jack Sock, beat Yuki Bambri from India, 6-3-7-6. Steven Johnson from the USA, beat the number 18 seed, Adrian Manorino from France, 6-3-6-3. Kevin Anderson, the 6th seed from South Africa, beat... Unseeded Basilashvili from Georgia, 6463. Number 15 seed Fabio Fagnini from Italy beat unseeded Spaniard Kuhn, 6264. Now, here's a shocker. I believe I said this already, but uh, Thanis Kokanakis, unseeded 21 year old from Australia, beat number one player in the world, Roger Federer, 366376. Sam Query beat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I covered all these matches already today. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to tell you guys what matches are going to be tomorrow. Sorry about the, the repetition. So it's the, and all the times are in are Pacific time, by the way. So 17th seed Nick Kyrgios plays 15th seed Fabio Fagnini. That's going to be a great match. Hyun Chung, 19th seed from South Korea, plays unseeded Mamo. I got Chung winning that one. Jason Sousa plays Jared Donaldson at 8 a.m. I got Jason Sousa taking that one. Uh, 22 seed Krasinovich plays Benoit Pair at 920. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Pair because I think he has good momentum coming off the win over Djokovic. Uh, Pospisil from uh, playing the number two seed Chilich. I think Chilich has a big serve. You know, confident confident player, big game. That matches at 920. Then at 11, Juan Martin Del Potro, five seed against 26 seed from Japan, Kei Nishikori. Uh, I'm definitely going with Delpo on this one. He has way too much confidence. You know, he was just winning Indian Wells over Federer. No way you can pick Nishikori over Delpo Tro on this one. Uh, John Isner from playing Eugenie. Uh Isner, you know, he wins every single service game. He doesn't lose a game on his serve. Now, Shardy versus Dimitrov. I'm just going to go with Dimitrov. He's just the better player. Now, this is an interesting match. Number 13 seed Schwartzman versus 20 seed Raonic. I'm going to go with Schwartzman because Raonic hasn't been in his best form since coming off his injury. Now on the women's side tomorrow. Um, so number three seed, Muguruza plays 13 seed Sloan Stevens. It's 7 a.m. I got Muguruza taking that one. Burdens and Kanta. I'll go with Kanta. Martich and Barty. Martich definitely with the upset there. Venus Williams and Burns. Venus Williams, she's the favorite for that one. I'm going to go with her. Collins and Vekic. I'm going to go with Collins. I'm not very, too, not not too familiar with either player. Sakaria and Monica Puig. I'm going to go with Monica Puig because she beat, for two reasons, she beat the number two player in the world, and she's the cousin of one of my favorite baseball players. So, Ostapenko and Hadad Maya. Ostapenko easily, easily. She, she's already won a slam, at like what 19 or 20. She's a six seed. Can't bet against her. Svitolina and Gavrilova. Svitolina easily. She just beat Osaka, who won Indian Wells. Um, and who she was, Osaka was right, you know, just on fire coming into the match. So, Kenan Kvitova. I don't really know Kenan, but I do know Kvitova, and she's a great player, so I'll have to go with her. Um, so, uh, uh, what's interesting is uh, Shapovalov from Canada played uh, doubles with Hyun Chung. They played Krasinovich and Jumhur. They won 6-3, uh, 6-7, 10-2. Uh, 
uh, for those of you wondering what the 10 is in, in doubles in these uh, tournaments, they're not, they're not going to play a third set. They play just first to 10 points because a lot of these players are play singles as well on both the men's and women's side. So, but anyway, so what's interesting is Shapovalov beat Jumhur uh, in singles and then he beat him in doubles later that day. So that's pretty funny. Um, and, and yeah, the, that's it for the coverage of the Miami Open. Um, I'm gonna, the last thing I'm going to do is uh, predict, you know, the March Madness. So, so today at 11.20 is uh, Texas Tech and Villanova. Well, I got Villanova taking that one. And then Duke and Kansas. Um, that's tough one, man. I'm going to have to go with Duke. So then in the final four, Loyola Chicago and Michigan. We got Loyola Chicago with another Loyola Chicago with another upset. And then um and then so it would be Villanova Villanova and Duke in the in the final four matchup. I'll go with Villanova. And I got Villanova over Loyola Chicago in the national championship. Book it. Book it. Quote me on it. I'm willing to bet. Anyone listening to me, place your wage place your bet. Let's make a wager. Alright. Um, so, you know, that, that's all I have uh, for this one. Oh, and the other big news is, uh, it's in boxing. So there's an update on the whole thing. There's, there's an update with the whole thing between Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin. So the Nevada Athletic Commission suspended Canelo Alvarez temporarily after he tested positive for clenbuterol. This was reported by Lance Pugmire of the LA Times on Friday. According to uh, Mark Raimondi of MMA Fightings, the NAC will reconvene on April 10th to, to discuss Alvarez's suspension, and Alvarez will have an opportunity to argue his case. Um, he's still set to fight Gennady Golovkin in Vegas on May 5th. Um, the positive samples were collected in February. After the, the results were revealed in March, Golden Boy Promotions blamed tainted meat as the reason of the elevated levels of Clenbuterol, I've talked about that already. Uh, Daniel Eichner, the director of the lab that conducted the test on Alvarez's sample, added the results are, quote, uh, within the range of what ex is expected from meat contamination. Uh, yeah, according to Raimondi, the, ASC, the NACS suspended athletes for clenbuterol, so they're responding. The reasoning behind uh, his positive test may not spare Alvarez's suspension. That would rule out fighting Triple G. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be interesting how this uh, this whole thing plays out. So uh, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Our biggest episode yet is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be happening in, in several hours from now. Uh, it'll be published uh, no later than ten thirty a.m. on SoundCloud and everywhere else at the same time. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to be talking with top cruiserweight contender Dmitry Kudryshov. Uh, uh, it's going to be a great episode. He's world famous, or not world famous, but he's he's like he's extremely famous in the country of in the Russian Federation. He has almost a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, so it's 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 amazing that I can have him on my podcast. It's 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 really it's really cool. It's it's awesome. 
Uh, so like like I said, you guys don't want to miss that episode. Check it out. I'll be I'll be Trent. I'll be uh, you know same as the last time I had a I had a guy a Russian guy on my on podcast. I'll be asking him in Russian. He'll answer in Russian. Then I'll translate what I asked him and then what he told me. So I got both languages covered. So again, thank you guys for listening. All the other episodes are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, and TuneIn. <laughs> I keep forgetting TuneIn. I gotta remember. All right. So yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. I appreciate all the feedback. That's our motto. We out.